Good afternoon. Thank you for joining me for Business, the Law and You. Julian Campbell here. We've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. Later in the program, we'll have a look at one of our Harvard Business Review tips. This one is uh, Stop Putting Off Your Toughest Tasks. It's hard sometimes, isn't it? We're also going to be talking with Christina, who's down in Melbourne at the moment at a Creative Innovation Conference. So we're going to hear a few extracts from that. But right now, we're going to go over to the Hunter Region Business Hub and have a chat with Kimberly Claire Campbell about being an entrepreneur. Good afternoon, Kimberly. Hi, Julian. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So... We see a lot of uh, successful entrepreneurs around the world these days. Do you think there are general characteristics that apply to them all? Yes, I do. I really feel there's about seven keystone traits of successful business entrepreneurs. For the, the first one for me is about having a purpose or a big picture vision for your business. So whether you want to have a positive impact on your community, solve problems for other people, or even turn your side hustle into your lifestyle business, you need to be genuinely excited about that purpose for your business because sometimes you're going to get setbacks and your purpose will make you get out of bed and just keep on striving. Another one I think, sorry. Go, keep going. Is um, creativity. It's that thing that helps you solve problems in unusual ways, whether that's um, making marketing out of a very small marketing budget that has a phenomenal impact or even viral content. Uh, Creative thinking helps you solve those problems. Another one is understanding people, whether they're your employees or your customers. Everyone's got different personality styles and you need to engage them in different ways so they can relate to your business. So when you're thinking about relating to people, you need to create your business from the perspective of your customer. How is it easiest for them to connect with your business? Are they best served by personal service, whether, you know, shop front, phone calls, or are they best served by online solutions? A really important part of being an entrepreneur is being a self-starter. If you're the type of person that needs to be prompted to get out of bed and take action, probably best not to become your own boss. You need to be able to decide on a course of action in your business and take those steps to make it happen. So having an accountability buddy or a business coach really helps you in your business as well. Consistency. Consistency leads to reliability. People do business with people that they trust. So when you're thinking about your business and your brand, it's consistency in the colours that you use for your branding, the fonts that you use, even down to the words that you use in your marketing to express the values of your brand, and that leads to trust with your customers. Integrity is obviously a foundation pillar, Reminds me of the chivalrous knights of old, where your word is your honour. When you're in business, people need to be able to trust that if you make them a business promise, that you will come through and fulfil that promise. And if you do that, they will come back and do business with you again. And finally, 
strong business foundations are crucial for every successful entrepreneurial enterprise. So that's understanding your financial records, your marketing, how to sell to your customers. Even if you don't do those jobs in your day-to-day aspect of your business, Mm -hmm. if you've got employers that do them for you, you need to have an understanding of how all that works so that you can monitor the health of your business. So so do you think the entrepreneurs are born with these uh, uh, characteristics or can they learn them along the way? I think a lot of them can be learned. So uh, uh, I believe you have a course that helps people with this. We do. We've got a fantastic government-funded program coming up. It's called Explore Being My Own Boss. It runs for two weeks and it, it covers lots of these fantastic skills So you'll learn how to think like an entrepreneur. Uh, If you've got a business idea, we'll help you validate that idea and see if it's got um, legs to walk and become successful. We'll also talk about branding, design and marketing, getting your business online, learning how to sell the benefits of your product or service to your customers, the practical requirements and legalities of starting your own business, Uh, communicating and pitching your business to your potential customers and or employees and connecting your businesses to other businesses. So so, um, can anybody uh, apply for this course? This one's specifically for people who are not currently in employment or educational training. They need to be over 18 years of age and eligible to work in Australia. That one starts on Monday the 4th of December and it will be at the Hunter Region Business Hub in Curry. And you can give us a call on 49362557 to find out more about that course. Or you can visit our website newhunterbusiness.org to get an application form and more information. But if you're um, currently in employment and training and you're still thinking about starting up a business, we have an excellent free business startup workshop on the 30th of November at a curry at the Business Hub. Well, thanks for that. Uh, so anybody thinking of starting a business can get help from you. They definitely can. Well, thank you for that. And uh, hopefully a few people will come along to you. We'll talk to you again another time. Thanks, Julian. Thank you. Bye-bye. Kimberly Clare Campbell there from the Hunter Region Business Hub. Yes, uh, a great uh, two-week course. If you are, are currently looking for work, you can apply for this free course. Or even if you're just uh, already in employment and want to uh, think about setting up a business, you can go along to their free workshop. You're listening to Business, The Law and You on 2NURFM. Time to have a chat with Christina. Good afternoon, Christina. Good afternoon, Julian. And I believe you're in sunny Melbourne. I wish it was sunny because I believe it's quite sunny where you are. Yeah, it's going to be cloudy now. now. Bit cloudy out here now, though. Okay, well it's raining here, so there you go. This is Melbourne. It's been very hot for the last few days, and it's raining today. That I'm walking around in between meetings, so there you go. So you're at uh, uh, an innovation, uh, creative innovation conference. Yes, I've been at the Creative Innovation Conference, hearing the most remarkable things about human genome mapping. Um, I have seen the world's first cyborg, classified cyborg citizen. Uh, it was so many interesting issues that have come up. One of the most common topics across all the different themes was ethics. Uh, and there's people now talking about chief ethical officers. Um, so we're, we're into an era now where 
people working in robotics are very much concerned around the ethics. They're looking to have full-time ethicists on board. Um, and that's kind of coming around because of the fast progression of the AI, which we have spoken about before. But I thought I might just talk about two of the, um, two of the speakers and then maybe do another couple um, next week. So mm, yeah. there's a guy by the name of Raymond McCauley, guy, he's an absolute genius. He's, he, he, apart from other things, he's um, on, the, on the, uh, some of the boards of Singularity University. And he gave a very interesting um, history around human genome mapping and how it's getting cheaper. So Singularity University often talk in terms of democratisation um, and how everything should be accessible to everybody. And he was talking about how in 2001, the first genome mapping um, cost $3 billion. Uh, around 2007, it was... You're fighting a bit there. Are you still there? Oh, am I? Yeah. I am. Can you hear me? Yeah, that's fine. But, yeah, I haven't moved. In 2015, it actually got down to $1,000, and they're talking that in 2008, it's going to be as cheap as a, as a delivery of a pizza. So we'll be able to have our, have our map, uh, our genome map for potentially the cost of a pizza, which will be absolutely incredible. Uh, and what that does for health and what it does for um, things like amniocentesis, for example, if we can actually we won't need to stick a needle into pregnant ladies' bellies to find out whether there's any genetic um, genetic problems that are going to cause long-term problems with children. So, it, and, and also being able to do a lot with cancer, um, if we can actually catch it in its infancy, which we'll be able to tell from the genomes in the in the system. So that was quite quite interesting as well. Mm, yeah. And uh, another speaker? Yeah, so the cyborg who classifies himself as an artist uh, and a cyborg activist. Uh, and his name is Neil. He, he was actually born colourblind. But what he decided was that he wanted to be able to hear... Well, he was hearing words of colour every day. Um, but he, didn't, he wasn't interested in actually seeing in colour. He wanted to sense colour. He, he actually went through a whole lot of things that colour interferes with, which when you're not colourblind, you don't ever think about. So he said colour interferes with your distance vision. You can see better at night if you're seeing in black and white. So what he decided was that he wanted to actually see or sense colour, sorry. And what he has done, he found a, found a, um, a doctor who would um, screw an antenna into his brain and like, when I say screw an antenna, that's a very, very basic description. It, it, you know, it does a lot more. Uh, it, you know, it, it's connected to, to um, technology and it, and it feeds back um, signals to him. But he actually sees colour or senses colour in vibration. So every different colour for him has a different vibration. Uh, and it took, he said it took two months for this antenna-like um, thing to merge with his bone. It probably took his brain two to three years uh, to assimilate to what it was. But now he, he senses colour. Uh, and it, it's almost like he, it, it's almost like a cross between um, it, it's a real reality he calls it because it exists in his body and he can sense it and it's a real organ now attached to his body. But anyway, he's, he's managed to classify himself as a cyborg, uh, and he does what he calls cyborg art. And he believes that you can create your own reality um, because you are the only audience that is perceiving what it is that you're seeing. And there's a whole lot more. 
discussion around that at the conference that we can yeah. also go into, so which may be a bit hard to do on radio. Are they talking about all the, the, the uh, values that go with this and the ethics? Yes, they are. Yeah. So ethics came into just about every single conversation around there. Uh, but, but also because, I mean, our initial reaction is to be fearful of it. Yeah. Uh, and, but he says, he, his whole philosophy around it was, you know, people who say they're, they're black, he, he, what he sees as colour, which I thought was a really interesting way of, of his perception being outlined to other people. He said people who say they're black to him are really dark orange um, and white people are really light orange. And he says he uses that as an example of humanity where he says we're really all versions of the same colour. Mm. Uh, and he, he has this whole um, theory around transcendence and transformation and he makes so much sense, Julian, when you actually listen to the whole, the whole thread of what he says, um, he believes that, that, that we could actually be more humane um, and more accepting when we think in terms of species and not just in terms of, terms of humans. Mm. You know, when, if we treat every species equally, no matter what it is, whether it's animal, whether it's plant, whether it's human, whether it's somebody who is now morphing into some kind of cyborg, um, which, you know, he clearly is going to have something else adapted to his brain and he believes it will take another two years. He's doing this experiment with time. Yeah. So he will have a have an implant that will travel around his brain and give him a sense of 24 hours in time. You know, that, it's just yeah. it's quite mind-boggling, but it, it does make sense when you listen to his whole conversation. And acceptance takes a long time with the human race, doesn't it? Because we've always, we've had those issues and we still have those issues, male and female and... Uh, That's and, right. And... Uh, other other things that keep coming up, do yep. we accept them all? So uh, we're right. interested to see how they go with that. All right, well, thank you for your time. You go back and uh, enjoy the rest of your conference, and we'll have a chat with you again next week. Look forward to it, Julian. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Christina there from her conference in Melbourne, Creative Innovation, and some of these things do seem a bit far-fetched sometimes, don't they? You're listening to Business, The Law and You on 2NURFM. Time for a Harvard Business Review tip. This one is stop putting off your toughest tasks. We often procrastinate when there's too much to do. We dislike a task or we don't know where to start. If you figure out which of these is blocking you, you can determine the next steps and get it over with. Some tips can help you focus, get focused on the task at hand, even when you don't want to. So first of all, you need to set some deadlines for yourself in advance. Slot tasks into your calendar so you don't end up saving everything until the last minute. Secondly, reward yourself. Take a coffee break or go and talk to a colleague once you've finished a particular dreaded task or save a task that you do like for after you've finished the one you don't. And finally, get help. If the problem at the outset is that you don't don't know how to start the project... Work with a colleague who can help you. This gets you unstuck and holds you accountable. And we've probably got time for another one here. Prime your team for creative thinking. We've just been talking about a creative uh, conference. Innovative thinking is fueled when a wide range of talents, skills and traits come together. If you want to enhance the creative potential of your team, develop the diversity of their skills. And here are a few ways to do it. First of all, Build expertise. Send your team on to professional conferences or arrange training sessions to help them gain new skills. Then take field trips. Arrange a side visit to a customer or even a competitor or observe best practice in an unfamiliar industry. 
For example, an airline hoping to improve customer service might visit a clothing store. Uh, Thirdly, host creative events. Bring in outside speakers to get talks or workshops. Finally, seek additional resources. Gather your team to watch and discuss a TED Talk or form an ad hoc reading club to discuss books and articles of interest. So there's a few little tips there. We can get that creative thinking happening. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. We've looked particularly at the characteristics of an entrepreneur. A reminder there that uh, there is a a two-week course coming up on Explore Being My Own Boss starting on the 4th of December at the Hunter, uh, Hunter Region Business Hub. And you can contact them on 4936 2557 or you can visit the website newhunterbusiness.org. Next week we'll have our chat with uh, Christina and some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for business, the law renew at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week and, as Aristotle Anassus once said, to succeed in business, it is necessary to make others see things as you see them. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>